and welcome to the Love Key Church message of the week. Love Key Church is a local expression of a part of the body of Christ with a focus on creating a place, opportunity, and atmosphere through worship music and the Word where people can encounter God, align with His purposes, reign in life, and then help others to do the same. My name is Heinz Winkler, and together with my wife, Valetta, and our four children, we recently launched Love Key Church right here in Somerset West. Enjoy the message. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe, and to share this with other people if you find that it is uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring to you. Thank you so much. God bless you as you listen to this word. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Love Key Church New Year's Eve service. Thank you so much for joining me online tonight. I really appreciate it. I can see we've got quite a few people that are online that are logging in. Uh, I know that many of us can't really go anywhere or couldn't go anywhere, (laughs) Uh, but uh, it's great that you could join me tonight for this uh, special occasion. It's the first time ever I'm doing this, uh, and it's the first time that uh, we as Love Key Church are doing this, and we're so grateful that you are joining this last hour of 2020 with us. What a privilege, what an honor, we really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, please tell me where you are logging in from. I'd love to know uh, if you could just pop it into the comments. I can read that, I can see it. And uh, I want to invite you from the start to to engage, to be part of this tonight. And uh, I think one of the coolest things we can possibly do tonight is to give shout outs to family, shout outs to friends, say Happy New Year to people. Um, As you give them a shout out, tag them in the comments so that they can see what's going on and and hear what's happening. Uh, If you have any specific prayer requests, uh, I can try to get around to that. And uh, as we go through this hour, the idea is to spend this hour with you in worship, I have a word that I feel God has put on my heart to share with you. And and then we will do a bit of a countdown at the end and uh, say Happy New Year together as we go into the new year. So thank you so much for joining and uh, for sharing this. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you are, uh, yeah, if you're joining us with friends and family, please tell me uh, how many people are together, maybe watching and listening and being part of this. So tonight uh, with the... Uh, <laughs> Hey, Roger and Tina, uh, we've got Hetty Nell from Tolbach, we've got Reinhard Fulion from George, uh, Trix from Durbanville, Marina from Middelburg, Suzanne from Brackenfell, uh, Elna from Kempton Park. Yo, so many people. Hello, Jelle. Hello, welcome, welcome. Dat is so lekker, Militair. Sunita from Namibia, uh, Nicola from Jamestown, Eastern Cape, uh, Moira from George, Marina from Bloemfontein, Marissa from Sedgefield. This is so special. Thank you, Yale, that you joined for now. Thank you so much for being part of this. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, Kim with a family of four. So cool. Uh, Jackie from PE. Michael from PE. Uh, so great to hear from everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, what a privilege. What an honor. Um, tonight, I, with the scripture that I feel God laid on my heart to share with you tonight, I was led to uh, quite a few years back, a very, very long time ago, in fact, to um, some of the first songs that I led worship with. And it's amazing how, how many of these songs are actually connected with the message tonight. And if you maybe noticed that um, the, the heading that I put in there is just come. And I, I feel that is what God is, is saying to us in essence tonight. 
is to come. Just come to Him. And, um, and you'll hear in these songs, there's an invitation to come. But there's also a request from us to God to come. And so my prayer, my hope is that tonight we will engage with God. We will have an encounter with God. We will step into His presence. We will experience this uh, moment of of uh, just encountering Him, but not just a moment, but to know that this can be the way we go into the new year and how we do the new year with Him. And I, that's my prayer for you tonight. So as, as I lead these songs, hopefully they'll be well known to most of you or many of you. And you can just sing along. I want you to worship uh, whoever you are with. Just hold their hand and just, you know, worship God tonight. This is the last hour we have together of this year. And there, I can think of no better way than to be with family while worshiping God, while focusing on Jesus. Um, it'll be so great to, to, to do that with you guys. Um, thank you so much. Janie Engelbrechten is so five is by some with Oma. He saw work online. Thank you, Jelle. Was it for Elna and Monique from Toronto, Canada? Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, wonderful. Suddenly, it's international. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off and uh, and just lead us in in these songs. And I want you to just engage. Uh, the focus is all about Jesus. It's about making him big. And uh, yeah, you, you may recognize some of these songs from uh, quite a few years ago. So let's, uh, let's jump right into that. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, yes, all who are thirsty, All who are weak Come to the fountain And dip your hearts in the stream of life Let the pain and the sorrow Let it be washed away In the waves of His mercy Deep cries out to deep. Mm. Oh, come, Lord. Oh, come, Lord. Oh, come, Lord. Oh, come. Jesus. Tonight, as we come to the end of this year, Lord, we, we just quiet ourselves before you. And we ask that you meet with us in this moment where each and, of, each and every one of us are right now, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Thank you, Lord, for meeting us right where we are. Lord, after a year like this, Many of us have reason to be thirsty spiritually, to be parched emotionally, just to be tired, spent. Lord, we need refreshing. We need strength. We need you. 
need you, Lord. So we ask, Lord, in this moment here online that you will meet with each and every one of us exactly where we are right now with exactly what we need to hear, experience, and encounter with you tonight. Lord, I dedicate this moment, this time to you. And I ask that you lead us, Lord, as we engage with your word, as we engage with each other, as we encourage one another, as we have fellowship in this way. I pray that, I ask that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Welcome to everybody who has joined us since we started. I appreciate you being here and being part of this tonight. What a, what a privilege and an honor that you share your last hour of 2020 with us. Excuse me just while I take a sip of water. I hope that you are with family or friends or loved ones. Uh, if you are not, it's also okay because uh, if you know Jesus, you're never alone, <laughs> which is great. So... Thanks for joining us, everybody. Hey, Nandi Boss, you're here as well. So great to see you. Um, oh, thank you, guys. So great to read your comments. I just want to invite you once again to, to send prayer requests if you have those. And uh, this is also a great time to just do some shout-outs, to, to, to say to people close to you um, that maybe not with you, be with you right now, to just say to them, Happy New Year, have a blessed year, uh, remember Jesus loves you, uh, whatever you feel is an encouragement to them, and tag them in the comment, and maybe they'll log on and be part of this tonight as well. Um, but use this as a moment to just shout out, say Happy New Year to people, that'll be so cool. Um, oh, hello, uh, Baventura from Mozambique, it's good to have you with us, <laughs> thanks for joining. Um, so good, so good. So yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on the, on the comments for, for those prayer requests and for those shout outs. And, um, but in the meantime, I do want us to get into the, the Word of God. If you have your Bible with you or your, um, if you have your, your phone or your device, however you normally read your Bible, uh, would you please go to Isaiah 55? I would love to just uh, show you something there quickly. The scripture that caught my eye the first time is, um, is, is verse number two. It says, Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. So that was verse 2 and 3. It really just resonated in my heart. And then I, I read it again. Isaiah 55 is, is a piece of scripture that I've read many times. It's, it's actually has a, uh, a very special place in my heart. Uh, when I was at university, we, uh, this was a scripture that came out quite a lot um, as I was a young leader in church, a young worship leader. And uh, one of the last big events that I did on, on campus as part of the worship band that I was in was an evening um, that was based on this scripture. 
And uh, we we called it I fifty five based on Isaiah fifty five, and I, it was one of the one of the biggest moments of, of my life in terms of a a worship night. Uh, we God really just showed up in an amazing way, and people's lives were in, were touched, and uh, it was an incredible experience. And it was based on on this scripture. And what's so amazing to me is, uh, you know, it's it's twenty odd years later, and you know, reading it again and again, it's still so powerful. There's so much here. And I and I really experienced that God is wanting to share something with us from this piece of scripture specifically for this moment in time, for this season, for this um, new year that's that's upon us. And obviously, guys, I know for all of us, this has been a at least a weird year and at the worst, a really bad year in many different ways. Um, people have struggled, suffered, uh, all kinds of loss, uh, the loss of life, the loss of loved ones, um, the loss of work, the loss of finances, uh, emotional loss. There's all kinds of stuff that's happened to like an nth degree. And we've all, uh, you know, seen what's been happening on the world stages, the local stages uh, in terms of politics and all those things. And it's, I think we're all just so, in a way, traumatized by by what's been happening and what we've been experiencing. And tonight I I feel God wants us to know that He is the one that we can come to. He and He's inviting us to come to Him tonight. And through this scripture, I believe He wants to encourage us, He wants to empower us, He wants to remind us who we are in Him and what he has actually invited us into. So I want to delve into the scripture with you. And um, I want you to, to just know that God wants to talk to you tonight in a very special way. Okay, so I, I, I want you to really just focus. And as, you, as we do this, um, that, that you know that God is really with you. He's really speaking to you tonight. And he wants to... He wants to invite you uh, into this moment um, where we're going to talk about the invitation that he has for each and every one of us. Sorry, guys. I just want to try one more time to show you this slide. Let me see if I can make this happen. Here we go. All right. Now it's working. Yay. <laughs> okay. So this is, um, this is the scripture from the New King James Version. Uh, it's, it says, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? That's the verse we just read now. So it was the verse I read first was preceded by this one, verse 1. I want to read it again because it's so powerful. Um, everyone who thirsts, everyone, come to the waters. The waters is the living waters of God. And you who have no money. In other words, you, it's, it's not just that you have physical need, but there's a spiritual lack. You've, you feel empty. You feel you've got nothing to give. Come, buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And then it says, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? 
Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. The rest of, of Isaiah 55 I didn't want to put all of it up because it's a lot of scripture to, to throw at you, but I do want to read a few more scriptures to you because it, it puts all of this into, into context. And so we've read up into that these, he wants to make a covenant with us according to the sure mercies of David. And then in, in verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And then it says in verse 7, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to God and he will have mercy on him. And he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. It speaks of a moment of mercy from God. And this is Old Testament. This is God saying, if you are wicked, if you're astray, if you're not following my ways, here's a, a moment, a moment of grace, a moment of opportunity to come to me and make right and I will pardon you. And then he says in verse 8, a well-known verse that we use a lot in, uh, in Christianese. <laughs> it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, my ways are not your ways. Um, and he says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then it speaks about his word that will never return void. It says, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and uh, not to return there and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hill shall break forth into singing before you and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. That's also a very famous verse, verse 12. But listen to verse 13. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. All right, so there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of messages that can be preached on like one verse at a time. But I, I want to focus tonight on, like I said, the first couple of verses that speaks about us having to come to God. Um, and I, I, I was reading this. I felt God impress especially verse two in my heart, as I said before. And then I read verse one, I read verse two and three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And I, I kept thinking, what is God saying in this piece? What, is he, what does he want us to hear? And it, it started to, to break open to me that it's really this thing of God is inviting us. He's asking us to, to take a moment to pause after this crazy, hectic, uncomfortable, inconvenient, frustrating year and just be with him. Just come and be with him. What I, what I also picked up is that 
he is, he is inviting us to come to him. When someone invites you, they will typically invite you to a place or to a conversation. Or, but let's, let's think physical. There's, an, there's a party there and someone has invited you. How weird would it be that you accept the invitation and you come to the party, but they're not there? It wouldn't really work, right? So, and he is the God of the heavens. He is extending an invitation and saying that I have, I'm inviting you into my space. I'm inviting you to come to, to the waters that I have. And, and for me, that's a beautiful picture. When you invite someone and, the, and you say, tell them to come, you are waiting for them to come. So God is, the picture I'm seeing is that God is waiting for us. Uh, that's why I've chose that song earlier, all who are thirsty all over week, come to the fountain, to the streams of life. And then it's interesting in that song that in the chorus it says, come Lord Jesus, come. And I thought about it tonight that it's, it's, it's actually interesting that we, that, he, that we sing in the verse, all who are thirsty, come to the fountain. And then in the chorus we say, come Lord Jesus, come. <laughs> if, we, if we think about it, I think he's already there waiting. He wants us to just step forward and accept the invitation and come. And it's so interesting for me as well when we read this scripture where it speaks about um, the, I just want to read that again quickly. Uh, come to the waters, you have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? So there's some interesting thoughts here and I, I want to delve into it because I think it's very important. In a, in a year and in a time where, where we all have had to adapt, we've had to make do, we've had to make plans, we've had to compromise probably on some stuff. Um, there's, there's so much of, of what I th I'm seeing in this verse that I think we may feel like. We're trying to, to do things in our own strength. We're trying to maybe force certain things into place. Um, I know that many of us uh, suffer from control issues. We, <laughs> we really want to be able to control things and to, to be able to, to be in charge of what's happening in our lives. And it's the worst feeling in the world for us when we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm losing control. I'm losing control. And what I'm also seeing in this is that, you know, we often, there's a pride Con connected to the fact that we want to be able to provide. We want to be able to, to function financially. We want to be able to, to buy the stuff we want to buy. We want to walk into a shop and, and be, be okay with, with, what being one, with, be, with one, ah, sorry, be able to buy what we want to buy. I, I remember a time in, in our lives not too long ago that I had to really make my sums work when I went to the shop. And I remember a time in my life where I didn't think twice about buying whatever I wanted. I know what both of those things feel like. And I thank God that, 
that I've experienced both. Even though when I was in the one where I had to really, you know, dry my sinta um, <laughs> it was, it was really tough and horrible. But it 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 uh, it made me understand something about being dependent on God that I I wouldn't have understood otherwise. And here God is saying that we can come and buy and eat without spending money and without and getting stuff that hasn't a price on it what does that mean it means that the party that we've been invited to by god it's not a bring and bry <laughs> it's not a bring your own stuff it's a party where the host has provided the host has brought everything and he's brought the best of everything if it's without price another way of saying it is priceless and i know it's talking about milk and and wine but there are some priceless wines <laughs> but I, I think we need to also see beyond the, the the physical things here and realize that there's a spiritual obviously there's a spiritual dimension to these verses and it's god telling us that i have provided i have not just provided what you need i've provided the best and if you would just come, if you would just accept the invitation. And I think many of us struggle with this idea because there's that pride. I want to do it myself. I want to be able to uh, pr you know, provide what is needed to make that happen. Um, I want to be the one that, that can buy that thing or whatever. Or I want to be the one that makes it possible if it's not a physical thing like food. And I think God is just inviting us after this year where we are tired, where we are weary, where we need sustenance, spiritual sustenance, the kind that only he can provide. I think what he's saying to us here is that we need to just come. He has exactly what we need and he has it in, in ample amounts and he's inviting us to just come and sit at the sit at his feet, sit at his table and enjoy what he has prepared. Obviously, what we can also um, hear here is, is if we think of different stories in the Bible, I also thought about, you know, the, the promised land being the land of milk and honey. And here we, we hear about wine, milk and bread. Wine, for me, the first thing that my mind goes to is the, the first miracle that Jesus did and obviously the fact that he invited his disciples to use communion and remembrance of him. And one of the signs, one of the symbols is wine representing his blood. And then the bread, Jesus is the bread of life. It also says that he, in John 1, that he is the word. And, he, and when Jesus was tempted by Satan, to turn the stones into bread, he said that man will not live by bread alone, but by every word from the word of God, from the mouth of God. Now, if you put all those imagery together, it's very interesting because if Jesus is the bread of life, Satan tempted him to turn the stones into bread, obviously physical bread. He says to Satan, it is written, you shall not... Um, you shall not live from bread alone, but by every word from the word of God. And now it's the word of God <laughs> saying that the word of God is the bread of life. So he's actually saying that 
I am the bread of life. I don't need to turn stones into bread. I've got my father and actually I am the bread of life. How powerful is that? And I think also we need to hear in this scripture when we read verse two, why do you spend money for what is not bread? And, and uh, what, what I'm thinking there is we need to realize that there's a lot of stuff that we spend time on, we spend money on, we spend our attention on. And, and the, the, the other way of saying it is there's other things that we worship that is not bread, that is not God, that is not the word of God. And he's asking us, why do you spend money for what is not bread? The, the actual direct um, translation of what is said there in the Hebrews is weighing money. It's weighing the silver. The, the direct translation is, why do you weigh money for what is not bread? So it's, it's almost that decision thing. It's seeing, do I have enough to purchase this thing that is not bread? In other words, it's not what I'm supposed to be getting. It's not what I'm supposed to be spending my energy on, spending my time on, putting value on. And he's saying to us, why are you spending money on what is not bread? Why are you focusing on things that is not Jesus? Why are you putting energy and effort into things that is not Jesus? And why your wages for what does not satisfy? I think there we need to pause for a moment as well. We think that the things of this world will satisfy us. We think that if, if I just had enough money, if I could just get that car, if I could just live in that house, if I could just have enough money to write to, to get into that course, to qualify, to be this, you know, qualified person that can do that, then I will feel I have, I have arrived. I've done this right. I've done that right. And this is, this is helping us to, to realize we, we shouldn't be spending our time, money, and effort on the things that we think will satisfy, but as a counterfeit for what will what is the only thing that can satisfy? And that is God. That is Jesus. The, there's that well-known saying that there's a God-shaped hole in each of our hearts. And only God can fill it because it's shaped in, in His shape. And this is what this means. is Why do you try to find something else to satisfy you that you know doesn't satisfy? Why? So we've got two big questions here. In verse 2, why are we spending time, effort, and energy on what is not Jesus? And why are we spending time, money, effort, and energy on things that cannot satisfy? What only God can satisfy. What only Jesus can fill in our lives. And then he, he heeds our attention. He says, listen carefully to me. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. And let your soul delight itself in abundance. So there's this contrast. What is not bread, what does not satisfy. On the one hand, he's, he's, he's separating these two things and telling us that we, we need to recognize that there's a difference between the one and the other. And we need to know that there's another thing that is good to eat and will out where our soul will actually delight itself in what? Abundance, overflow, more than what we can ask, 
think or imagine. You know that verse as well from the New Testament. Listen to me carefully, eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Again in verse 3, it says, incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the mercies, the sure mercies of David. There's a very specific call here for us to heed what is being said, to listen carefully. It says, listen carefully. It says, incline your ear. It says, hear. And then there's a promise. So we need to wake up, pay attention to this and, and, and say, Lord, show me what it is that I need to hear. Show me what it is that I need to take heed of in this moment, in this last few minutes of this old year, this difficult year, as I go into the new year. And it says, listen to me carefully. Eat what is good. So we have to ask ourselves, what is that? What is good? When the rich young ruler spoke to Jesus and, and he said to him, good teacher, Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? Only the father in heaven is good. What was Jesus doing there? Is Jesus not good? Is Jesus not one with the father? I think what he was actually doing is he was testing whether this young man recognizes him as the son of God or just another rabbi. Jesus told him only the father is good, but he and the father are one. They are the triune God. So Jesus is good. He's the son of God. And obviously Jesus knows that, but he was testing the young man. So what is good? We know God is good. We know Jesus is good. We sing that song, good, good father, because it's based on scripture. He is a good father. So we need to eat what is good. We need to eat the bread of life. The bread of life is Jesus. He's the word. He is the light of life. He is the bread of life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Only through him do you get to the Father. So Jesus is what we need to eat of. And we let, need to let our soul delight itself in abundance. What does that mean? It means that we need to engage in the fullness of what Jesus has to offer. A while ago, I was speaking to, to, to uh, my wife and I were speaking to parents about um, raising kids. And one of the things that came up that, that, that I thought was so powerful was that we, we can only give to our children what we have received. And this doesn't just um, apply to parents. It applies to all of us. If we want to be able to share, give, be something, we can only share, give, and be that if we have received it. And we can only share, give, and, and help and guide to the extent that we have received the fullness of it. Uh, I got this picture of, imagine that Jesus, the gospel message, and his relationship with each and every one of us. Imagine that that promise of who he is and what he has for each and every one of us. I want you to imagine what that is as a full slab of chocolate, like one of those really big ones. And I want to imagine that, 
this is presented to you. Like here's the fullness of what Jesus has for you. And you are invited to come like we hear tonight in this word, to come and take it and be, be, have a feast on this slab. But you come up to the slab and you, you look at it and maybe it's a bit overwhelming or you can only see it from the one side or maybe you don't realize how big it is. You're seeing in one dimension or two dimensions because there's maybe a lack of maturity or whatever the case might be and you walk up and you just break off a little piece of it and, and you go, well, at least I have my ticket to heaven and you walk away. But there's a whole rest of the slab that's not being enjoyed, not delighting yourself in the abundance of what Jesus has for you. And that is foolish. That is sad. And I believe God wants all of us to step into the fullness of what he has already given us. He is ready. He has invited us to come. He's ready. He is standing ready and waiting. And he has prepared a feast. And the feast is, yes, everlasting life. Yes, life in abundance with him. But I want to tell you tonight that we need to get our eyes off of the the potentially harmful and sidetracked prosperity teaching thing. And we need to get to just getting excited about receiving the fullness of Christ because it is the gospel. It is the power of the gospel to change lives. And that I hope that it has already changed your life, but it has, there's this danger that we get used to it and we forget how powerful it is. We forget what we have stepped into what we have become a part of and there's a fullness of of what this is supposed to be that jesus is inviting us into tonight verse 3 incline your ear and come to me incline your ear focus your ear on me that's what god is saying incline for me i'm what i'm seeing is tuning into a frequency when I was little, I, I used to always think that when I turned the radio on, the suddenly it was working, you know, um, like there was nothing happening. And then suddenly it was happening when I turned it on. And obviously later in life, I realized, no, 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 there's a radio station broadcasting sound over sound waves 24-7, every day, all day. And when you switch on your radio and you tune into that specific frequency, then you can hear it but it is on the airwaves the whole time. And that is how God's voice is. That is how God's presence is. It's always there. It's always speaking. It's always inviting. As he says later in Isaiah 55, my word does not return to me void. It will accomplish what I have sent it out to do. We need to come and hear. Why? Hear what? His word. His word that he speaks to us will not return to him void. It will accomplish exactly what it was supposed to accomplish. Here and your soul shall live. That is a promise. And, it's, and then he says another promise, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. From the line of David, we had 
we, we see that Jesus came, the King of the Jews, the King of Kings, the Word of God, the bread of life. All of these things are so beautifully connected. I love this tapestry of what God is showing us in this beautiful verse. And there's one more scripture that I want to mention. I see we're almost heading to midnight. I, I, I don't want to miss the, that moment. The, the promise that we also have here in James 4 verse 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This is James instructing people. He's actually there speaking about spiritual warfare. And he was talking about humble yourself before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So it was, it was mentioning fighting or, or staying close to God, humbling ourselves before him. In other words, inc once again, inclining our ears, keeping our focus on him, keeping our focus on the bread of life, not stuff that doesn't satisfy, not focusing on things that are not bread, but we're focusing on the bread. We humble ourselves before him. We resist the devil, the one who lies, who steals, who kills and destroys. And then he says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This is a follow-up promise in the New Testament to what we are reading tonight. God is inviting us to come to him. He's inviting us into his presence. He's inviting us in being a part of what he is doing in our lives and in the world. And it's so important for us to, to know that. Quickly want to show you this again. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. As we end off this, uh, I want to focus your attention on a few things. I believe tonight we have an invitation to come to first of all, be with him. God just wants us to be with him, to be in an intimate relationship. Be still and know that I am God. He wants us to rest in him. If we can enter this year and be in a place of intimacy with him and rest in him, I believe we can start off the year in a great way. If we confide in him, if we are honest and open and vulnerable with him, we can receive the fullness of what he has called us into. If we can be forgiven by him, his word says, if we ask forgiveness, we will be forgiven. He is faithful to forgive. We can be washed clean of anything. If you think of this year and you realize that you've done stuff, you've said stuff, you've thought stuff that you weren't supposed to think or do, uh, yeah, then you can know that you can come to God and He is faithful to forgive. The question is whether you have a truly repentant heart and God will forgive. I believe God wants, to, wants us to come. He's inviting us to come to define our identity. Or maybe you have had that defined, but you've lost the way and He wants to come and redefine that for you. You want to maybe discover or rediscover your calling. And, it's an, and I believe it's an invitation, number seven, to step out by faith into our callings. I really believe that God is asking us to take this moment as we read Isaiah 55, to, to come to him who is ready and waiting to draw near to us as we draw near to him. You see, he, he's, he's a real gentleman. He's never going to force himself onto us. We need to take a step
into the invitation. We need to accept the invitation and actually rock up at the venue and meet the host of this great party that has put together all these things that are so abundant we can, we can feast for the rest of our lives and into eternity with Him. We can experience this fullness or a, at least a big part of it already here on earth as we journey with God. And I want to encourage you, invite you to be a part of that. Whew. All right, we've got about a minute to go. Um, thank you so much for being with me tonight. I really appreciate it. You guys have been amazing, amazing, amazing. I need to find a world clock somewhere that shows the seconds. I just realized I don't have a second thing. <laughs> but I think we're just going to do this countdown thing together. Um, I'm actually going to put one up here. Let me just put one up here so it looks kind of cool. All right. So it's going to come to 10 just now. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to count down with me. Here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Woo! <laughs> it's 2021, guys. It is, it is 2021. How amazing is that? Thank you, Jesus. You have brought us through this. You have, you have protected us, been with us. Lord, those who may feel like you haven't done what they hoped you would do in protection and stuff, Lord, I just pray right now that you will comfort them, that you will heal them, and that you will guide them through this. Lord, let us all know that through the scripture, we can enter this year knowing that you have so much more for us. Thank you for the invitation to come to receive this. We accept it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we accept it and we step into this invitation and we want to see the fullness of what you have for us manifest in every area of our lives. Lord, I pray for every person right now that is logged on. I pray that you will just encourage them in the deepest part of their spirit and soul, that they will feel right now, Holy Spirit, how you are with them, how you are strengthening them, guiding them and helping them. Lord, I pray that this word will, will cut through um, all the nonsense, the lies, the things that may be in the way, and that, it'll, it'll, that the truth will come through into their spirit, man, and that it will set free what needs to be set free. Lord, I want to release a blessing over every man, woman, marriage, family, and child. Every family that's represented here, I want to bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to call that the, the angels will surround them, Lord, that you've put over them, that the wall of fire we read about in Zechariah will surround them, that the blood of Jesus will cover them. And Lord, I want to ask that you will that we all can step into and dress up in the armor of God. Lord, we put on the helmet of salvation. Do this with me wherever you are. We put on the helmet of salvation. We put on the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the word of God, the spirit of God, the, the, the belt of truth and the shoes of the willingness to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we put this on and we know from 2 Corinthians 10 that we have 
weapons that are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, lofty ideas and arguments. We ask that you will help us to do that, Lord. Lord, I, I ask that you will strengthen every husband, every father, every man that is listening right now. Lord, we live in a time where fatherlessness is rampant, where where marriages are under attack. I just pray right now, Jesus, that you will bring a special grace upon every man that's listening right now, that they will have a deepening relationship with you, a moment of encounter that changes everything for them, and that their marriages will be blessed, that their families will be blessed, their workplace of business and their community will be blessed because they love you and because they follow you. Lord, we come against fatherlessness. We come against divorce and we ask for new life in the hearts of men for new life in marriages we pray that you will bless protect our children lord there's so many horrendous things happening out there two children and planning to have, that people are planning to do to children and we just come right now and we ask that you will bless and strengthen and help and encourage and and protect our children in jesus name lord we are so grateful that we can spend another year in your presence and as families we ask that you will protect us, guide us, and help us. Lord, we pray that you will bless 2021. We pray that you will bless everything that you've arranged and put in place for us, that we will be sensitive to that which you want to do, and that we will be faithful in what you have given us to do. Lord, I thank you for the invitation to come to be with you, to rest in you, to confide in you, to be forgiven by you, to be defined by you, to discover our callings and to step out in faith in our callings that you have for us. Help us to do that, Lord. I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Um, we still have a few people left online. Thank you so much for joining us. I really, really appreciate that. You guys are awesome. Um, yeah, we are Love Key Church. We are seven weeks old <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to the new year and uh, for that which God has for us. And if you're ever in the Helderberg, Somerset, West Strand area and you want to come in and say hi and visit us, you're more than welcome. Just check out our Facebook page. I want to actually um, play out with, a, with the song, The Blessing. Um, I think it, it's the right way to do this. And uh, I want to ask you just to receive this blessing from the Lord as we enter this new year just give me a moment to grab a sip of water and to get my guitar ready uh, and just prepare your hearts to receive from from god this blessing for you and your family the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Thank you so much. And uh, once again, thanks for joining me. I hope that 2021 will be an amazing year on every level. And with that, I don't mean that it's going to necessarily be easy and convenient, but that it'll be a year where you come into the presence of God each day, accept the invitation 
that he has for you to come and enjoy everything that he has to offer, to eat the good bread of life every day. Make sure that you read more of the good news than the news and that the truth of God will guide your life and that all this other stuff that we read and hear that we don't know what's true and what's not will just be a sideshow, but that God's truth will be the main thing that guides your life. Men, especially, I want to encourage you to step into the fullness of what God has for you. We live in a time where we need fathers more than ever. Be the husband that God wants you to be. Be the father that God wants you to be. Be the community leader that God wants you to be. That is what's going to change a nation. Is men who love God, their wives and their children, and want to see the kingdom come in every area of life. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. I really believe that's what God wants all of us to do. And we can do that by accepting the invitation to come into His presence and accept everything that He has to offer. Let's enjoy that with Him and enjoy that in this year. And remember that every time we wake up and we spend time with people and we go through our day in Jesus' name. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I thank you so much for being part of this. God bless you and Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Key Church message of the week. We trust that you found that encouraging, inspiring, hopefully challenging in a good way and that you will come back next week to listen again. We want to invite you once again, if you are in the Helderberg area and you're looking for a spiritual home, to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 22 Durkee A Street. May God bless you and keep you and make His face shine upon you and your family. Bye-bye.